Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome back, folks, to another engaging episode of the History AI Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck, alongside my trusty co-host, Marco. How's it going, Marco? Oh, it's going splendid, Chuck. Today's narrative is more twisted than a pretzel in a tornado. It's all about Ferdinand de Mara, the master of masquerade. How are you feeling about this one? Oh, I've been buzzing like a bee in a soda can. It's an astonishing story, packed with more twists and turns than a mountain road. So let's buckle up and take our listeners on a wild ride through the life of the Grand Pretender, shall we? All right, born in Massachusetts, 1921, young Ferdy was bred amidst the flickers of the cinematic world, thanks to his dad's job. I guess you could say, the flair for dramatics was kind of in his blood, huh? Oh, absolutely. And with a brain sharper than a samurai sword coupled with a photographic memory, he was a storytelling samurai in his own right. Though school seemed to bore our young prodigy, he zipped through a monastery, and even donned the army greens for a while. Talk about a career sampler. Oh, and the sampler turned into a full-blown buffet chuck. The man hopped through professions like a kangaroo in a job fair. Monk, prison warden, you name it. And let's not breeze past his legendary stint in the Korean War as a surgeon. No medical degree no problem. Ferdy was slicing and dicing, saving lives with the gusto of a seasoned surgeon. Before we dive further into Demara's deep sea of deceptions, let's pause for a quick ad break. Wave goodbye to sugar-loaded boosts and say hello to Strike Force Energy. The energy drink additive revolutionizing how you power up, all without a single calorie or sugar. Just a squeeze, and you're set for action. Ready to make the switch? Visit StrikeForceEnergy.com. And for our listeners, spark your savings with an exclusive 20% discount. Just use code UTSALAX24 at checkout. Remember, UTSALAX24. Strike Force Energy, elevate every sip. All right, let's return to our deep dive of Damara's saga. Our maverick, before diving into numerous alter egos, did have a stint in a real uniform, didn't he, Marco? Absolutely, Chuck. Young Ferdy, with a flair for the dramatic and a yen for adventure, enlisted in the U.S. Army. Now, considering his later shenanigans, one would think he'd go undercover as a general or something, but no, he went in as a regular guy, at least for a short while. Oh, the irony. Our man who'd later fake countless identities, started on a straight path. But as straight as a circle I'd say, as it wasn't long before Demara found the military life a tad too restrictive for his tastes. And thus, he decided to go AWOL absent without leave. Now, how did he pull that off Marco? Oh, with a dollop of deceit Chuck. He forged a document, a Dear John letter to be precise, claiming his beloved had found another. This heart-wrenching tale earned him a compassionate leave from the military. Talk about spinning a sob story. And just like that, with a fabricated letter of heartbreak, Damara plunged into the vast ocean of impersonations that awaited him. It was as if the military's straight-laced world was a springboard into an abyss of aliases. Now, fast forward past a myriad of masquerades, our man finds himself donning yet another uniform, this time, of the US Navy. It's like Demara was collecting military outfits for an extravagant costume ball. Now, dear listeners, if you thought Ferdinand Demara's narrative was a roller coaster so far, 
brace yourselves as we delve into a chapter filled with faux death and a Canadian reincarnation. What's cooking in this part of the tale, Marco? Oh Chuck, it's a stew of subterfuge. Now, our man Ferdy was feeling the heat from his past escapades catching up to him. So what does he do? He decides to hit the escape button, staging his own death. It's like the dramatic climax in a thriller movie. And folks, we're not talking a run-of-the-mill obituary in the newspaper. Damara concocts a tale of a suicidal plunge into the cold, unforgiving sea. It's a dark twist in his already twisted tale, setting the stage for his next act of imposture. Exactly. With his former identity sunk to the seabed, Demara emerges anew in the pristine lands of Canada, sporting a brand new persona, Dr. Gilbert French. Now, here's where it gets even more delicious, he didn't just opt for a quiet life, oh no, he strutted into a college in St. John, New Brunswick, and began lecturing. Can you imagine the audacity, Chuck? It's like the man had an allergic reaction to leading a normal life. He dives into the role of Dr. French with the finesse of a seasoned actor, fooling not just the college staff but the entire town. It's almost like he was living out a script, with the world as his stage. And it's not just the lecturing Chuck. He played the part of a seasoned academic, mingling with the local scholars, attending faculty meetings, the whole shebang. His performance was so convincing that nobody suspected a thing. And let's not breeze past the point that the man had no formal education to speak of, yet here he was, doling out lectures, shaping young minds. It's like having a fox guard the henhouse, only the fox is wearing a professor's gown. Precisely. But alas, every act has its curtain call. The FBI, playing the party pooper, eventually caught up with our elusive Dr. French, hauling him back to reality and to a courtroom. The gallant charade came crashing down, but oh, what a show it was. Each day in the guise of Dr. French was a testament to Damara's uncanny ability to mold himself into whoever he desired, morphing reality to fit the script he was playing out. A true maestro of masquerade, leaving a trail of bewildered and amused folks in his wake. It's like he was scripting a sitcom with each passing day, only with higher stakes and a much larger audience. Alright, let's focus on that moment when the long arm of the law finally caught up with our enigmatic imposter. Damara's escapades had certainly not gone unnoticed, had they Marco? Far from unnoticed Chuck. By the time the FBI got on his tail, Damara had painted quite the colorful resume of deception. But as they say, every trick has its final act, and for Damara... The curtains started closing when the feds began piecing together the extent of his deceitful mosaic. Right, the myriad aliases, the fraudulent credentials, and the trail of bewildered folks left in his wake, it was all coming together like a crime thriller, with Damara in the starring role. Only this thriller had its share of comedic turns too, considering the audacity of Damara's acts. So, when the FBI finally clasped cuffs on our man, it wasn't just an end to a spree of impersonations. It was a pause on a theater of the absurd that had been playing out in real life. And let's not skim over the bewildering reaction from the people who had been duped. From academic circles to the medical community, the revelation was like a bombshell dropping amidst their ranks. Absolutely. The courts weren't amused though. With a rap sheet as lengthy as a Shakespearean play, Demara found himself facing the stern gavel of justice. His sentence, a stroll through the cold halls of prison. The master impersonator found himself in a role with no room for improvisation or escape, that of a prisoner. A stark contrast to the freewheeling, identity-shifting journey he had been on. The conman was now the convict. But did prison dampen Damara's audacious spirit? Oh, not in the slightest. 
our man was already plotting the next act in his grandiose play of life. And as we'll see, his stint behind bars was more like an intermission than a final bow. Absolutely. And that's the incredulous beauty of Damara's narrative. Each setback, each capture was merely a stepping stone, setting the stage for the next bewildering act. And bewildering they were Chuck. Each chapter of Damara's life is filled with the kind of incredulity that makes you question the very fabric of reality. It's like peeling layers of an onion, each layer revealing a new persona, a new tale of audacious deceit. Well folks, let's navigate to where our intrepid impersonator finds himself amidst the clatters and clangs of the Korean War, but not shooting bullets, he's dodging them while performing surgeries. Marco, this section has a blend of heroism and hoodwink that's just jaw-dropping. Couldn't agree more Chuck. So here's Damara, or should we say, Dr. Joseph Sear in the thick of war, with the lives of wounded soldiers in his hands. Despite his fraudulent credentials, Demara, with a scalpel in hand, was saving lives. It's an overture that walks the fine line between valor and vanity. Exactly. Now picture this, Demara's on a Canadian naval destroyer, the HMCS Cayuga, surrounded by the cries of the injured, the air thick with the smell of antiseptic, and our man is dishing out surgeries with the calm of a seasoned surgeon. And mind you, he's doing all of this with just a basic medical primer as his guide. It's like navigating a storm with a paper map, but Demara was sailing through, performing surgeries ranging from removing shrapnel to major chest operations. It's baffling and bewitching at the same time. He turned a destroyer's mess hall into a makeshift operating room. The audacity mixed with a touch of brilliance had even the most experienced medical personnel on board bamboozled. The man was a medical maverick without a legitimate medical degree. And let's sprinkle in some humor here, it's akin to someone acing a gourmet dish just by eyeballing a recipe, only with much higher stakes. Exactly. Now, the aura of Dr. Joseph Sear grew with each successful surgery. The irony of an imposter turning into a savior amidst the ravages of war, it's a script Hollywood would die for. And amidst the bullets and blood, Demara didn't just save lives, he etched a legend. The legend of an imposter who, when push came to shove, stepped up to the plate, embodying the Hippocratic Oath, albeit with a forged signature. His surgical successes in such dire conditions were nothing short of miraculous, making Dr. Joseph Sear, or our man Damara, a heroic figure among the crew. His tale was spun into newspapers, narrating the valor of a brave surgeon amidst the fury of war. Yet, beneath the white coat and the stethoscope, was a man with a fabricated identity orchestrating a reality that blurred the lines between deceit and valor. Each stitch he sewed was a stitch in the embroidered tapestry of his life's masquerade. And as we'll soon uncover, this weave of valor and vanity would continue to stretch, unravel, and entangle as Damara sauntered through the convoluted maze of his life's impersonations. All right Marco, now let's tumble down the rabbit hole where our man Damara, or should I say, Dr. Joseph Sear, gets the taste of spotlight, but not the kind he was hoping for. Exactly. So here's our imposter, aboard a Canadian naval ship, doling out surgeries left and right during the Korean War. The man was literally in the trenches, or at least, the medical equivalent of it. His work was nothing short of heroic, given the circumstances. Absolutely. His bravado under the knife didn't just earn him salutes aboard the ship but also caught the attention of the higher-ups. He was awarded a medal for his life-saving endeavors. Talk about irony. Oh, the irony was richer than a triple chocolate cake chuck. But here's where the plot thickens like a good stew. Post his medal moment, news started circulating. 
and the real Dr. Joseph Sear got a whiff of the accolades being showered on his namesake. Can you imagine? Sitting at home, sipping coffee, and suddenly you see some other guy, half a world away, being hailed as a hero under your name. That's a spit-take moment if there ever was one. Ha ha, for sure. So, the real Dr. Sear reaches out to the authorities, and the jig was up. The naval officials were gobsmacked to learn that their ace surgeon was actually a high school dropout with a knack for quick learning and a stomach of steel. It's like finding out your Michelin star chef was actually a YouTube-taught culinary whiz. The unveiling was a shocker, not just for the naval crew but the world at large. The tale of Ferdinand de Mora, the faux Dr. Sear, started unraveling in the public eye, making headlines across the globe. Oh, and let's not forget, amidst the chaos, the embarrassment of the officials was almost as palpable as Demara's audacity. The great imposter's tale was now an open book, but with pages that people still thumb through with disbelief. An emblem of audacity, with a medal to boot. His story left a mark, a mark of disbelief, amusement, and a sprinkle of awe at what a man could achieve with a truckload of guts and a dash of intellect. It's a narrative chunk that could fuel sitcoms for seasons chuck. And Demara, despite the unmasking, etched his name, or should I say, names, into the annals of history, one fake identity at a time. So, having navigated through the turbulent seas of impersonations and even a jail stint, our man Demara finds himself on a new shore. His feet now tread the uncertain grounds of politics. Quite the shift, wouldn't you say Marco? Oh, a dramatic shift Chuck. But given Demara's penchant for diving into uncharted territories, it's just another chapter in an already tumultuous saga. Now, out of the prison and into the political arena, Demara's journey takes an intriguing turn. Right. No longer hiding behind borrowed names, our master impersonator sets his sights on public service. But of course, Demara's entrance into politics isn't without a touch of the theatrical. Oh, nothing about Demara is short on theatrical flair Chuck. So here he is, vying for a seat in the main House of Representatives, not as a masked masquerader, but as Ferdinand W. Demara. It's like our elusive chameleon decides to don his original colors, at least for a political moment. Exactly, Marco. And you'd think after a life adorned with audacious impersonations, the political turf would be a cakewalk. But politics is a different beast altogether, isn't it? Oh, it surely is Chuck. And this venture, albeit sans disguise, had its share of ups and downs. Despite his charisma and compelling narrative, Demara's political sojourn didn't quite mirror the flamboyant successes of his impersonation escapades. True. Though he did make some waves and garnered a modest following, the electoral victory eluded him. It's almost poetic, the master of disguise finding it tough in a realm where, let's face it, a bit of masquerade is often the name of the game. Oh, the irony is thick, isn't it? And though his political aspirations didn't reach the zenith, this chapter adds a fascinating hue to the multicolored tapestry of Demara's life. From the operating room to the political podium, the man's journey is nothing short of a roller coaster ride through the annals of audacity. And that's just brushing the surface. Each venture, each disguise, and each unmasking unfolds layers that keep you guessing, keep you enthralled, and sometimes leave you bemused. Our man Demara, the ever-evolving enigma, continued to dance on the edge of reality and illusion, painting a narrative so wild, it leaves the annals of history both enriched and bewildered. It's a saga that makes you question the bounds of reality, doesn't it? Ferdinand de Mara, the man, the myth, the endless masquerade. A tale of audacity and astounding adaptability. Thanks for joining us on this wild narrative ride folks.
Ferdinand de Mara sure left us with jaw-dropping anecdotes to chew on. Couldn't have put it better Chuck. And thank you dear listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to hit the like button, rate, and share this podcast with other history buffs. Until the next captivating tale, this is Marco and Chuck, signing off from the History AI Podcast.